So let's begin with the prayers. Kindly hold your palms and continue uh, chanting and follow along with me. Let's begin. Namaho Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta
so in the previous session we have covered shlokas from 17 to 20 of chapter 2 and interestingly we have understood few concepts about consciousness what is human consciousness and how consciousness is actually the symptom of the soul without the soul there is no consciousness so our pains and pleasure that we experience in our life is all enabled because of the presence of the consciousness that we have so without consciousness there cannot be experience of pains and pleasure and then we understood that how this consciousness is eternal the soul is eternal it's never going to die so, so many different things we have understood in the previous session and today krishna is going to continue to describe some more very beautiful qualities about the human consciousness and also the soul so let's begin with today's shloka that is shloka number 21 and i request uh, we have with us uh, devendran mataji because she was the first one to join so please please unmute yourself and try to repeat after me this shloka veda vinashinam nityam yayedam majamavyayam कथम सा पुरुष पाताशिनमजमव्यम कथम स पुरुष पाघातयतीहंतिकस्टक्टिबल unborn eternal and immutable kill anyone or cause anyone to kill wonderful thank you so much so this is another very interesting shloka so here krishna is saying veda vinashana veda means to know वेदा विनाशिनम नित्यम यगेनम अजमपेयम तो कृष्णा से वो पाता द सोल इज इनडिस्ट्रक्टिबल एंड समवन हु नोस दैट द सोल इज इनडिस्ट्रक्टिबल अनबोर्न एंड इटरनल इम्यूटेबल हाउ कैन अ पर्सन किल अनदर सोल बिकॉज़ इट्स इम्यूटेबल यू कैन नॉट किल इट सो व्हाई डू यू हैव टू बॉदर सो मच when you cannot kill the soul at all the soul is indestructible you don't have to really worry about it and 
actually Krishna is saying you don't have to worry about killing because soul cannot be killed but Arjuna you should fight and you should kill so Krishna is saying okay the soul is not going to die but Krishna is saying you should kill so what Krishna is saying is you should fight and kill the body but not kill you cannot kill the soul and why Krishna is telling to fight because violence also violence also have a certain utility in our life violence also has a certain utility in our life and this is very important to know let's understand many times we see that there is a criminal who has a knife and a criminal goes and kills someone and he is actually punishable by law why because he is using the knife to hurt someone he is going to kill someone sometimes you see there are doctors also who use the knife and by actually cutting the body of the patient you see by cutting the body of the patient they are also committing some violence is it not actually cutting the patient's body is violence but this violence is good violence why because the intentions are good the doctor's intentions are good and that is why when a doctor cuts the body of a patient although it is violence on the body the doctor is not punished and sometimes while the doctor is operating the operation can be unsuccessful and the person may die but still the doctor sometimes is not held responsible for that because there are certain things that which are beyond his control but although he is cutting it is not violence but whereas a criminal when he hurts someone by deadly weapons he is supposed to be punishable by the law and that's very important so violence has an utility we cannot say i'll be non-violent no that is incorrect actually non-violence is not there within the society all the time and it will not be there because there will be always some people who will commit violence violence is there in the society but violence has its utility so let's see now for example the soldiers who are fighting on the borders and when the soldier fights and he very valiantly fights and he kills, the, he kills and destroys the enemy sometimes because of his bravery he is being awarded Parami Chakra or so many great awards is it not? now the same soldier when he comes back home and he sees that his neighbor is always yelling and creating a lot of disturbance and always makes some loud music and he gets annoyed so this soldier oh I have one Paramir Chakra I can go and kill anyone so if the soldier thinks and takes his rifle or a pistol and goes and kills the neighbor do you think that he will not be punished now? see the same soldier when he was actually fighting on the borders and killing the animal, enemy he is being awarded but the same person when he kills his neighbor he will be punished so violence has its utility but if it is applied wrongly then you will be punished so when 
It is authorized by the government. By the defense law, yes, the soldier is authorized to go and kill the enemies. So when he is, that is the greatest service a soldier can do. Is it not? Because he has been authorized. So here when Krishna is asking Arjuna to fight, it is actually the greatest service. Why? Because he is becoming an instrument to establish dharma. Dharma has to be established. And that is the reason Krishna is telling you to fight. So violence has its utility. To establish dharma, not for a dharmic principle. Not like the terrorists, they also commit violence, but that violence is another. So here, Arjuna is not a terrorist. Arjuna is fighting a dharma yuddha. It is not for his own self gratification. In fact, he doesn't want to fight. But Krishna is now telling you, you have to fight. Because you have to re establish the dharma. And in fact, in the olden days also, when the kings used to be there, in the Vedic times, whenever there is a person, a criminal, he has to be punished. The king used to give him capital punishment, a death, death sentence. Why? Because they had a spiritual understanding of punishment. Because when you see a person has committed a murder, and if he is not punished, he is going to continue his punishment, his uh, violence. He is going to murder some more people. And that can create for him, that can become a free life for him to go and hurt someone and create a lot of disturbance. But when a king punishes and gives him a death sentence, the king is actually, by killing that person, is stopping his karmic reaction. In fact, any time when a person commits a crime or kills someone, he has to get some karma for that. But when a king kills such a murderer, it is a great benediction, it is a great service the king is doing to that soul by giving him that sentence. Because the king is actually stopping his karmic reaction. To further suffer more in the future life, the king by killing that person, murderer, is making a nice, uh, taking away that reaction by, by killing them. So, there are a lot of such spiritual concepts, especially the karma part, we will understand more in depth in the third chapter as we go forward. But here, very clearly, it is to be understood that violence also has its utility, but that violence has to be sanctioned by higher authority. Higher authority. So now, after understanding this 21st sloka, let's understand the next sloka, which is very very interesting. And uh, let's understand some more interesting thing what Krishna is going to reveal in the next world. So, so I request uh, Ina Mataji to unmute and please repeat after me this 22nd shloka, very interesting shloka. Navani Grinati Naroparani Tatashari Rani Vihaya Dinani Anyani Samyati Navani Dehi
Wonderful, let's do that once again. Vasam Siddhina Nieta Vihaya Navani Grinani Naro Parani Tata Sharirani Vihaya Dinani Anyani samyati navani dehi Wonderful, let's repeat the translation As a person puts on new garments giving up old ones Similarly the soul accepts new material bodies, giving up the old and useless ones. Thank you so much. So, very, very beautiful sloka, very beautiful, wonderful uh, way of explaining certain things here. So, Krishna is a uh, wonderful teacher and a very beautiful instructor the way Krishna is simplifying the whole concept of the soul and the body and the differentiation between the soul and the body is very very clear from this word so that Arjuna does not have any doubts although in the previous verses Krishna has explained certain philosophical aspects about the soul but for him to understand the soul and the difference between the body and the soul, he is now going to give this, and already given this beautiful analogy of the garments. It's very, very beautiful. So, Vasamti Jirinani, Vasamti means clothes, garment. We are all wearing certain clothes. So, Krishna is saying that this body that you are having is actually the clothes. Garment owned by the soul. Very interesting. And what happens at the point of death? Krishna is saying that your soul, you as a soul, will give up this dress and you will take a new one. Jirnani. When this body becomes Jirnani, old, Yatavi Haya. Navani Grinati. You will take a Nava, a very nice new dress, after giving up this old dress. Very nice, very nice piece of this beautiful concept. So now, just like earlier in uh, 13th shloka, Krishna was saying, that how the soul is moving from a boy, child's body to a youth body to the old body, and finally, at the point of death, it takes a new body that is called reincarnation. Here Krishna is telling about or talking about transmigration. Now transmigration and reincarnation, although looks very synonymous, there is a very slight difference. Reincarnation means to come back in flesh. The soul accepts a new body and comes back in flesh and bones that is called reincarnation. But here Krishna is talking about transmigration. What is transmigration? It is the journey of the soul 
not just from the previous life, one life, but many, many, many lives. The journey of the soul from different, different bodies, acquiring different, different bodies is what is called as transmigration. So we all have taken innumerable births and innumerable clothes. So many clothes we have changed previously. And right now, at this moment, we have this particular cloth of a man, of a boy, of an Indian. All these clothes we are wearing, the soul is wearing. But we previously have accepted many, many such garments, different types of bodies. Different types of bodies we have. At this point, I just want to tell you a very nice, a simple, interesting story. There was this person in a town who had lost his job and he was looking out for some job and he wanted to uh, desperately get some job but unfortunately his battler he was unable to get any job and after six months he was penniless, he was bankrupt and he was just thinking what to do, no money at all and then he sees a nice board saying that there is an opportunity in the circus. So a circus was coming to his town and there was a vacancy. So this person thought, oh great, wonderful. So let me go and try. So he goes to the circus and he was interviewed and then the interviewer says that yes, we can give you a job but you see your uh, salary will be only 100 rupees. What's up? Only 100 rupees? What kind of a job is this? The interviewer says, see, this is what we can give you. And but you will get a little bit of food and shelter. So that way I think uh, that will work out for you. So this man thought anyway I'm penniless, but if these people can give me at least some food and shelter and I'm going to get a little, little money, so that is fine. I can just go there and try to work. So then he says, alright, I'm okay with it. So what should I do? And then the interviewer says that you actually have to play a role of a sheep. So we are going to give you a dress. We are going to give you a dress of a sheep and you have to act like a sheep and the trainer will explain to you what are the different actions that you have to perform. He said, alright, okay. And then in the evening all the Thing, uh, you know, he was trained and the whole tent was filled with people and so many children and everybody is uh, so overjoyed and excited and then this person, he wearing the dress of a sheep starts walking into the arena of the circus and everybody is clapping and he's doing all the different kinds of actions that he's being thrown and trained and everybody is enjoying, thinking that he is a sheep and then suddenly the sheep who was in the main stage sees that the cage of a lion is open and now the lion is now coming into the arena so the lion is now coming gradually just behind this person and this person's heart is palpitating and he's trying to get away from the lion and the lion is coming closer and closer and closer and this person's heartbeat is increasing more and more and more 
And then at that one point when the line was so close to him, this person thought, oh my god, I cannot act anymore like a sheep. I want to run away. And he was just about to run away and that is when the lion pounced upon him and then put him on his back and then told, hey you fool, don't run. I am also playing a role, the lion said. So this person was so relieved. Just like I am actually playing the role of a sheep, the lion is also not an actual lion, it is actually playing a role. So now, why did I mention this story to you all is because it's important to know that just like these two people were playing a role wearing different garments, we also in this life are wearing a certain garment of a man, of a woman, of an Indian, of a manager, of a chief minister, of a prime minister, of a sports person, all different dresses we are wearing and we are thinking that this world is real. This whole setup is real. And in this situation of the world, we become fearful of different situations. The fear is because I don't know what is my true identity. And I just identify myself as sheep and somebody else as something else. So because of this misidentification, there is bhaya. There is so much of fear within us. So isn't it interesting? So we are all wearing this body and we are thinking I am the body. Let me ask you a question. Very interesting. Let us understand this little philosophically and with intuition. Suppose if somebody asked me whose pen is this? I will say it is my pen. Will I say I am the pen? No, it will be incorrect. It is my pen but it is not that I am the pen. So very interesting. This is my pen. I am not the pen. Similarly, if somebody comes and asks me whose hand is this, I will say it is my hand. I will not say I hand or I am the hand. Is it not? So there is difference. So this is my pen, but I am not the pen. This is my hand, but I am not the hand. So similarly, somebody tells me or asks me, Oh, whose body is this? Then I will say, This is my body. So when I say it is my body, I am not the body. Just like this is my pen, I am not the pen. This body belongs to me. But I am not the body. See, just by intuition also we can understand this. Very clear, isn't it? So, we are very, very different from this body. We are not actually this body. We are different from this body. See, there was this one person, a murderer, a killer. He went and uh, he murdered someone. And now he was very scared. What do I do? What will happen to me? The cops may come and actually catch me. So what this person did was, out of the fear of the cops, he ran to his home 
and quickly changed his bloody clothes and put them in some box and corner and got fresh himself and then started washing the TV. After 5-6 hours, there was a knock on the door and when he peeped outside, he saw that the cops were actually there. And then the cops actually entered and caught him and said, Hey, you are murderers. Said, no, I'm not a murderer. No, I'm not. I have not murdered anyone. No, we have an evidence. You have murdered. Show me the evidence. Then the cops show him that actually he was captured under the CCTV camera. And they show him the video. See, this is exactly you. You are the person who has murdered. And then this person said, No, I am not this person. The cops say, How can you say you are not this person? You see, the person in the camera, in the video, is wearing a different colored shirt. He was wearing a white t-shirt and a jeans pant. But now I am wearing a yellow t-shirt and a formal pant. So I am not this person. Do you think that the cop is fool just to leave him because he has changed his clothes? Do you think like that? No! The cops will not actually leave him like that. They will drag him and put him into the grave. So, what I'm trying to tell you here is so many times the soul which is wearing different garments can change the clothes, can change the bodies. But that doesn't mean that all the good things and the bad things, the reactions of that will not come to us just because I have changed the dress. No, just like the murderer is not going to be left alone because he has changed the dress, just because I changed my body doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy or suffer because of my previous karma. Hope this clarifies the point. Very important. So you see there is a constant, so many different analogies to understand that how we are not this body, we are not this body, we are a spirit soul. So interesting this whole concept. So if I am a soul and this is the body, should I be really be so serious about maintaining and actually so serious about having a relationship with this body? No. The relationship between the soul and the body should not be taken very seriously. And that is exactly what Krishna is telling you about Just like, see, when we were 10 years old, 12 years old, we had wonderful clothes, very, very colorful clothes, something of your, you know, liking and uh, that was your favorite dress. Today, you don't even remember that dress. You don't even think that all oh, the dress is lost, the dress is torn. You don't even know where that dress is, isn't it? You don't really care about that dress which you were liking so much once upon a time. So similarly, this body is like a dress. So why should you become so attached to this dress which is anyway going to become old? Just like you didn't worry about the dress 20 years, 30 years old, why are you so worried about this dress now? So don't take this relationship between the body and the soul seriously, Arjuna. Is what Krishna telling you. And whether you fight or you don't fight, this blessing is anyway becoming old. 
So now, if the old bodies of Bhishma and Drona is going to be perished or is going to die, why are you worrying? Because anyway, they are just losing the old dress and they are going to put on new garments now. So you should be actually happy that Bhishma is going to give up his old body and now he is going to get a new body. So Arjuna, don't worry about the old bodies of Bhishma and Drona because anyway after that they are going to get new bodies and that is actually what happened. Bhishma got a new body, Dronachale got a new heavenly body. So wonderful, isn't it? So don't worry about the dress. Actually it is said in the scriptures that how especially a warrior, especially a Kshatriya, a warrior, when he dies while fighting, he is promoted to heavenly senses. That we will understand in the future the verses also. That a Kshatriya, a fighter, a soldier, when he dies on the battlefield while fighting, he gets elevated to the higher planets. So that is the injunction of the scripture. So Krishna is saying, Arjuna, don't worry, they are fighting in the war, and while fighting in the war, when they die, they are still going to be promoted to the heavenly planets. So what a wonderful thing, isn't it? So, uh, this is very beautiful here, this word is an amazing word where Krishna is simplifying this whole concept of body and soul by giving a beautiful analogy of dress that we are wearing. I am not going to really be worried about this dress. This kurta, after few days or few months when it becomes old, I am just going to throw it and I am going to take a new one. I am not going to bother over I may maybe stitch. Maybe some hole is there, I may switch and take, right, take care of it for a while. But you see, after some time I still have to give up. So with this body also, I may try to repair this body. Oh, it's becoming old, I will try to take care, I will do this operation, that operation. But after doing all the operations, ultimately still the body has to go. So really don't worry about all this and uh, you know we have to be completely detached from this body as a whole. So let's understand the next verse now. Kamlesh Kumar Raj, I'm really good, I'm really fine and I will definitely take your follow the little later. Thank you so much for joining. Okay. So let's go to the next verse and that is verse number 23 and let's see what Krishna is going to believe more in this particular sloka. Very beautiful sloka. So Vinodji, please uh, unmute yourself and let's chant this very nice 23rd shloka. Nainam chintanti shastrani Nainam dhati pavataha Nachainam kledyantyapo Nasho Shayati Marutaha. Once again, Nainam Chindanti Shastrani. Nainam Dahati Pavataha. Nachainam Kedyantyapo. Nasho Shayati Marutaha. The soul can never be cut into pieces 
by any weapon. Nor can he be burned by fire. Nor moistened by water. Nor withered by the wind. Thank you so much. So, Nainam Chindan Tishastrani Nainam Dahatipavataha Nakledhyantyapaho So, just like in the previous uh, words, in the last session we saw that how Krishna used this 1990 technique of the Upanishads, the way of explaining. So, the same Upanishad technique is being again used here by Krishna and He's telling Arjuna that the source Na Nam Chindanti The soul cannot be cut into pieces. The soul is such a wonderful entity that it cannot be cut into pieces by any sharp weapon. So wonderful it is. What a powerful thing it is. And then Krishna is saying, Nainam Dhati Pavakaha. The soul cannot be even burned by fire. See how powerful you are, you cannot be burnt up. And then Krishna is saying, The soul cannot be moistened by water. So Arjuna may ask, okay, fire cannot burn, it cannot be drowned in the water. It cannot be cut into pieces, but the wind is very powerful. Maybe it may become withered by the wind. But Krishna is saying, no. The soul cannot be withered, dried up by the wind also. See how powerful we all are. We all are spiritual sparks of Krishna. And Krishna is saying that we all are very powerful who cannot be cut into pieces, who cannot be burned, who cannot be moistened by water and who cannot be withered by the wind. So wonderful, very nice. So Krishna is basically telling here that the things which destroy the body cannot destroy the soul. So all these things, you see the body can be cut into pieces. See why sometimes Mataji is especially when they are cooking, when they are in the kitchen cutting something, they may cut their hands. Sometimes you have an experience of your body being cut by some sharp person, isn't it? But the soul cannot be cut into pieces. What an amazing thing it is. So the body can be cut into pieces, but the soul cannot be cut into pieces. Sometimes you touch the hot vessels, you know, you might touch some hot vessels and you burn yourself. You touch the candle and or maybe sometimes you want to take out the bulb which is so hot, especially the old ten days, those filament bulbs, they should be so hot. And you may have burnt, I have an experience of that, that's why I'm sharing an example of bulb. Uh, you know, you see, your body gets burnt, but the soul cannot be burnt. So wonderful it is. So you are so powerful, you cannot be burnt. The body is going to be and then moisture, you take a flour, a wheat flour, and you put it in the water, you know, it becomes an atta. And then dough. Atta you take and put it in the water and then it becomes a very soft soft, isn't it? But the soul cannot become like that. Like an atta, it cannot be softened. It's very powerful. 
and our body sometimes, especially winter times, you see the body becomes very dry and withered, but the soul will never become dry. You don't have to apply any moisturizing cream to the soul. Only body requires moisturizing cream. The soul really does not require. So that way, the soul is actually less maintenance. The body, you know, takes away so much of maintenance. Body needs a lot of maintenance, but actually the soul does not require so much maintenance. It doesn't require. So it is maintenance free. Soul is maintenance free. But the body is so much maintenance. Isn't it? So let's understand. Okay, let's understand some more about this. So here Krishna is talking about weapons that this soul cannot be cut into pieces by weapons. So we should understand that in our experience, we have so in our experience, we have experience of fire weapons. Mostly all the weapons that we have is mostly fire, based on fire. You take the nuclear bombs or the missiles. They are all fiery weapons and modern science mostly knows about fiery weapons. But in the Vedic times, there were not just fiery weapons, but there were weapons of water as well. You just leave an arrow chanting certain mantras and it can actually create a tsunami. There can be weapons of tornadoes. Have we ever heard about this? Yes, a weapon of tornadoes can be chanted by mantras and can be created by chanting certain mantras. You shoot an arrow and a whole tornado will come and can destroy your enemy. All enemy uh, sainya can be destroyed by this tornado. Tornadoes are very powerful, isn't it? So similarly, there can be weapons of wind. There can be weapons of fire, there can be weapons of water, but we have no clue about these different types of weapons. There can be weapons of sound, just by creating certain sound that you can kill an enemy. So you see, this technology was there in the olden times. Unfortunately, we do not have that technology today. And I think in a way, it is good that we don't have such technology. Because right now, whatever weapons we have, the weapons are in the hands of irresponsible people. And that is very dangerous. The modern weapons are in the hands of irresponsible people. And that is very dangerous. In the olden times, the weapons were under the hands of well-qualified and responsible Kshatriyas. Kshatriyas are not just soldiers or commander-in-chief or fighters. No, they are very well-qualified administrators who fight only for dharmic reasons. Kshatrayate iti Kshatriya. Kshat means pain. One who relieves someone from pain, one who protects someone from pain is called a Kshatriya. One who goes and hurts someone is not a Kshatriya. If there is a person who is suffering and if a 
The Kshatriya's responsibility is to go and relieve that pain. That is Kshatriya. So, we should know that the weapons earlier were given to well-qualified Kshatriyas like Arjuna. The Brahmastras and all the different weapons were not given to ordinary people. They were given only to qualified people like Arjuna. So, all these things you should know that uh, weapons are not just made up of fire like we have an understanding. Weapons can be of different kinds. Weapons can be of different kinds. So this is what Krishna is telling you. This was telling that how the soul cannot be cut into pieces, cannot be burned, cannot be moistened or withered by the wind. And let's see what he is going to say in the next world. Very interesting world. So, Achitanji, unmute yourself and let's chant the next word and that is the 24th word, a very interesting word. So please repeat after me. Achetyo yam adayo yam. Akletyo shoshyevacha. Nitya sarvagatastano. Achaloyam sanatana. Wonderful. Repeat again. Achetyo yam adayo yam. Akletyo shoshyevacha. Nitya sarvagatastano. Achaloyam sanatana. Wonderful. Please repeat the translation. This individual soul is unbreakable and insoluble and can be neither burned nor dry. He is everlasting, all-pervading, unchangeable, immovable, and eternally the same. Thank you so much. So this is a very interesting shloka where Krishna is extending the concept which he had previously mentioned in the 23rd verse. So in this 24th verse, Krishna is saying that the soul is unbreakable. It is achedyo. It is one single entity, unbreakable entity, which cannot be broken into pieces. You take a glass, you take any material thing, it can be broken into pieces. Especially these days, uh, with the modern technology, uh, there are certain, uh, uh, you know, this uh, metal crushers, which are made up of uh, very sharp silicon carbide, uh, you know, those uh, small, small cutting pieces. And especially in the CNC machine, we have seen that how the CNC machine can actually cut even the iron uh, pieces. 
into different shapes. So matter, even the hardest matter, which is actually diamonds, you know diamonds are so hard, but even a diamond can be given shape, can be broken into pieces. Is it not? Although it's the very hardest substance, diamonds can be broken and can be given shape. But here Krishna is saying that this soul, which is you, is unbreakable. So nobody can break us. Nobody can break you. So you are very, very powerful and strong, insoluble. Just like Krishna says, nothing can affect the water cannot affect. Yes, water cannot affect because it is insoluble. Neither burn nor dry by the fire nor the wind. And he saying Nitya Sarvagata, Nitya. Earlier also we had mentioned that how this is everlasting, the soul is, is Shashvataha, he is eternal, he is going to continue to exist all the time. And here Krishna is another term is using is Sarvagataha Stanur. Sarvagataha Stanur. So let's understand this Sarvagataha a little bit. Very important. Sarvagataha means that the soul can exist in any conditions. He can, the soul can exist in all the conditions of environment. That is what is meant by Sarvagataha. Sarvagataha doesn't mean that the soul can be present in multiple places simultaneously. Soul is not omnipresent. Only God is omnipresent. Soul is not omnipresent. So, Sarvagataha does not mean that the soul can be present in multiple locations. I am in Bangalore and some of you are in Mumbai. Now, I cannot be in Mumbai at the same time as I am in Bangalore. No, I cannot be present right now in Mumbai. So, that does not mean so, Sarvagataha does not mean I can be all pervading. That doesn't mean. But it means the soul can exist in all the conditions of environment. Let us understand this a little bit. See, many times the scientists have told us that for life to exist in Moon, for life to exist in Mars, there has to be certain conditions of to support life. Oxygen has to be there, nitrogen has to be there, carbon dioxide has to be there, ozone layer has to be there, and so many parameters and so many things they will tell us that only if these conditions are there, only then life can exist on Mars or on Moon. But that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Because the soul can live in any condition. For us to live on this planet, we need all this oxygen and other things. But there can be so many different living entities, souls, which have different types of bodies meant for Mars, meant for Moon, meant for Jupiter, and many different types of bodies there. In fact, according to our Shastras, Souls are present in every planet, including the sun planet. Oh, Prabhuji, what are you saying? 
Souls are present in the sun also. So the scientists will go bewildered by listening this. Yes, actually there are living entities even in the sun class. How? Let us understand this logically. See, you and I, we have a body which is predominantly made up of earth material. Predominantly, our bodies are made up of earth elements. Although there is fire, air, water, but predominantly this body is earthly body. With this body, Dev Chandran, can you go into the ocean and live inside the ocean? Can you unmute yourself and say that? So, with this body, we cannot actually go and say, oh, I am going to stay in the ocean. Anyway, next to any Bosnova of your the Mumbai, so you have the Arabian Sea. So tomorrow they will say, I am going to, I am fed up by staying in Worli. Let me go inside the ocean, just like Krishna was there. And Dwarka is also in the ocean, Arabian Sea itself. Let me go to Dwarka. Let me go and stay inside the water. Can you do that? No, it's not going to be possible because this body is not meant to or designed to stay in water. But in the Arabian Sea, there are so many aquatics. There are sharks and fishes and turtles. They are nicely living in the water. If you take the fish out of the water and tell the fish, hey, come on, you don't stay in the uh, water, you stay here on the land. Will the fish now live on earth? No, it is not possible. No fishes can actually stay outside of water. Why? Because they have a watery body and I have an earthly body. So people with earthly body can stay on earth. Fishes which have watery body can stay in water. And they cannot live vice versa. So similarly, just like there are earthly bodies, there are watery bodies, there are fiery bodies, bodies which are made up of fire, and those bodies can exist in the fire as well. They can exist in the sun planet as well. So this is how we need to understand that the soul exists in every planet including the moon, including Mars, it's just that we don't know. But they live in a certain form. So the soul exists there as well. Sarvagataha means that is how the soul can exist in any condition irrespective of what we know of. That's why last time I also told you that how even there is a small crack in the wall, in the roof, the small plants will start growing there. Because Sarvagata, the moment there is an opportunity to grow, the soul will come and start growing. So, this is how we need to understand that life comes from life. It is not based on some chemical combination or external environment. So, life actually comes from life. And what is that life? The soul. Because the soul is there, life can exist everywhere in all the planets. But there are 
certain scientists who say that they have created artificial life and there are spin doctors you know what who are those spin doctors the spin doctors are meant to hype up the whole idea of artificial life so many scientists engage the spin doctors who can hype up this idea glamorize yes we have created an artificial life but you see deeply that artificial life is nothing but they have actually taken the living soul a living cell and created an artificial environment for the soul to grow for few months that's why they call this test tube babies what are test tube babies nothing but a living cell taken from a man and then given an artificial environment for the soul for the living cell to grow for only few months again they have to put back again the mother's womb then the test tube baby but they call it as test tube baby oh we have created and such people are given nobel prize oh you have created life you have created life No, this is the mentality, a narrow mentality of human people. Humans. When a dog is naturally barking on the street, we don't bother. We don't care. Oh, kutta bhok raha hai, no problem. We don't even care about it. But if a man he starts barking, imitating like a dog very nicely, then we tell, oh. क्या मस्त भोक रहा है कुत्ते की तरह ही भोक रहा है एंड वी गिव हिम प्राइस बिकॉज इज इमिटेटिंग लाइक अ डॉग वी गिव हिम प्राइस ओ वेरी नाइसली यू बार्क लाइक अ डॉग सो व्हेन नेचुरली सो मेनी चिल्ड्रन आर बीइंग बोर्न एवरी सिंगल डे इन द मदर रूम वी डोंट केयर बट समबडी क्रिएट्स लाइफ इन अ टेस्ट ट्यूब इन अ लेबोरेटरी वी गिव हिम अ नोबल प्राइस Actually, God, Krishna is the one who is supposed to receive that Nobel Prize because He is created. But you see, we don't understand these things. So we should understand things that, that I'm not demeaning the scientists. They definitely have contributed a lot of things, a lot of technology has developed because of the scientists. But we should know how to give due respect to everyone. when we can give due respect to the scientists for their creation how much more respect we need to give to the supreme lord who has created all these different arrangements isn't it but we don't do that we neglect and that is where we need to focus on so you see the so life definitely does not come from some artificial means life has to come from life and life exists beyond this planet as well so we should never think that life does not exist on other planet in fact the very first uh, small book written by swami prabhupad was easy journey to other planets very nice small book easy journey to other planets here so many millionaires and billionaires they are investing in space technology today because they want to go into space and maybe to other planets and live there with so much of headache and so much of money investing and they want to go to other planets but krishna in the bhagavad gita says that you can easily go to the other planets prabhupada says in this book that if you can think of brahma why that you will go to brahma loka you think of indra you will go to indra loka you think of varuna you will go to varuna loka 
So based on your consciousness and your desire, which planet you want to go, Krishna says yes, he will transfer you there because you have a desire to go there. So easy journey to other planets. You don't have to waste your time. So uh, this is how we should know that life exists in different conditions, in different uh, environments. So it is Sarvagataha. There are certain uh, species called extremophilic. Extremophilic means they can, certain organisms, certain bacteria can exist in extreme conditions. Very extreme conditions. What are those extreme conditions? Extreme conditions are they are they can exist even in extreme fiery conditions or extreme cold conditions. So these species are called extremophilic. Extremophilic. You should know this. Okay, so just for your information. So, very nicely Krishna is telling that in this 24th verse that uh, the soul is indestructible by any of these elements. So don't worry, just fight, my dear Patina. So let's go and chant the next verse, a very interesting verse, and that is the 25th verse. Chaitanya, please unmute yourself and uh, let's take this 25th verse now. Avyakto yam achintyo yam Avikaryo yam uchyate Tasmadevam vidhivvainam Nanu shochitam aghati Once again, Avyakto yam achintyo yam Avikaryo yam uchyate Tasmadevam vidhivvainam Nanu shochitu manati Let's repeat the translation also it is said that the soul is invisible, inconceivable, immutable, and unchangeable. Knowing this, you should not grieve for the body. Thank you so much. So another very interesting sloka here and Krishna very beautifully is telling us Abhyakto, Abhyakta, Vekta means that which can be seen but here soul is Abhyakta, it cannot be seen the soul is invisible so when Krishna is saying the soul is invisible does it mean that we cannot see the soul at all? No, we can see the soul, but we need a certain qualification. Just like, see when a person, when a person is having cataracts in his eyes, when a person is suffering from cataracts, he cannot see things as it is. But when he gets operated, 
and the cataract is removed, then you can see things very clearly. So right now, in this material condition, with this material conception of life, we are unable to see the soul, which is spiritual. But when you purify your consciousness and your perception, then we can see the soul. We can see our soul. Right now it is invisible, objecta, but when you become purified and more and more spiritual, then it will become objecta. The soul is very much seen by the great realized and realized soul. Then, inconceivable achintya. Achintya means there are certain things which is beyond our soul. Inconceivable. Just to know that how this earth planet is moving exactly in a particular orbit is itself so inconceivable, isn't it? The soul is inconceivable like that. How many planets or how many galaxies are there in this whole universe is inconceivable. We cannot really understand how many are there. How many planets and how many stars are there in this whole universe is actually inconceivable. We cannot understand. So what is the nature of the soul is actually inconceivable right now. Just because it is inconceivable does not mean I should not study about the soul. Why do I simply break my head and try to understand all these things? The question may come into your mind, right? Why are we studying about this soul which is inconsistent? It is because we are studying about the soul because it is you. You should know your quality. So we are not studying anybody else's quality. We are studying these qualities because it is your quality. And you should know your quality, you should know your strength, you should know your power. Just like Krishna is saying, you cannot be burned, you cannot be immutable. You are immutable. You cannot be burned, you cannot be weathered. So you see, these are your powers, so you should know your power. Right? So that is why we should know. Krishna is saying, Achala. I missed out at another point earlier. Achala. Achala means immovable. Please understand. The soul is achala means the soul cannot be moved by matter. Now the question becomes, Prabhuji, you are telling the soul is immovable, but I am moving everywhere and I am in this matter, body. Don't think that this body is carrying the soul everywhere. The body is not carrying the soul everywhere, the soul is carrying the body everywhere. There is a difference. Actually, the soul cannot be moved by matter. But the soul can move from one place to another place by its own desire. The desires can make the soul move, not the matter. Please understand, very important. You cannot tie one rope to the soul and try to pull it from one place to another place. No, it's not possible. The soul moves by its desire. I'll give you an example. A very hypothetical situation, okay? This is a very hypothetical, hypothetical question and hypothetical situation. A person is watching cricket match. 
he's fully immersed in watching the cricket match on his iPad. He's watching the cricket match is so intense. He's so involved in the cricket match and he's watching in the iPad. Now there is a thief who enters the home and then after entering the home, the thief is actually taking the iPad itself. And this person is so immersed in watching the cricket match that he is not stopping the thief but he is actually following the thief wherever the iPad is being taken. So he is just busy watching the cricket match and following the iPad wherever the thief is taking it. Because of the engrossment. Because of the attachment to watch the person is going everywhere wherever the thief wants him to be. You see, it's a hypothetical situation. But similarly, that's exactly what is happening to the soul. Because the soul is attached to its mind and to the body, wherever the mind will take, the soul is moving, creating the desire and moving there wherever it wants. So the mind creates a desire and the soul is moving. The mind will tell, let's go to a movie theater and the soul is moving to the movie theater. The mind is telling, let's go to a nice temple. The soul will go to the temple. You see, the soul is moving because of the desires, not by matter. We should never, never think that the matter, the body is moving the soul. It is actually the soul which is moving the body. So that is why Krishna says, achala. Achala means immovable. So very beautifully, all these things are uh, getting clear now. Hope these concepts are getting clear as we are discussing the difference between the body and the soul. Very nice, very, very interesting. So this is what is explained in the 26th sloka. Let me see the time. It is already 12:20, and I think we have certain questions. And let's take certain questions, and uh, that way we will be. Uh, able to cover them also. So let me take some questions. I think there are certain questions on open talk also. So Lakshman has asked me certain questions. Lakshman, I will definitely take your questions. Very nice. So I will take your questions. So please stay on them. So here. <coughs> Chaitanya is asking if we are not. The body, why are we given this wonderful gift to experience physical, emotional pain? Does soul also experience pain and suffering? Yes. Actually, we are given this body, this material body, because we want to enjoy. Now, enjoyment is not a problem, but enjoying independent of God. Enjoying independent of Krishna is the problem. So we are not against enjoyment, but we have to enjoy with God in the spiritual world. But a soul, when he desires that, no, I don't want to enjoy with Krishna, I don't want to enjoy with God, then Krishna says, alright, you want to independently enjoy, then you go to this material world. Here, you try to become Krishna. You want to become God, so you can become. And that's exactly what we are doing here. In this material world, everybody is trying to lord over. Everybody wants to become a master. 
I am right now a millionaire. I want to become a billionaire. I want to control my wife. I want to control my husband. I want to control the people. I want to control so many nations. I want to control the animals. So the controlling Ishwara Bhava is there. So Krishna says, okay, you can fulfill your desire of Ishwara Bhava in this material world. So now in this material world, there is Sukha and Dukha. And although the soul is actually unaffected by all these pains and pleasures, but because the soul is identifying with this body, see this identification, the false ego is there. See the false ego, Ahamkara, this Ahamkara is what binds the body and the soul. So the body is driven by this Ahamkara. The identification comes because of the Ahamkara. And because I am identifying with this body, I am experiencing pains and pleasures. So this is how it is been. Uh, we should know that the, although the soul is different, the soul is going to uh, experience certain pain and pleasures, although it is free from this pain. So there are wonderful questions here, and I want to take certain questions from open top also. So Balu is saying. सर एक बात बताइए अगर ड्रीम में शिवलिंग दिख रहा है तो व्हाट इट मींस डेफिनेटली भलू आई विल एक्सप्लेन टू यू दैट वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग आई टेक द क्वेश्चन वेरी सोन सिंस आई वांट टू कंटिन्यू विद द फ्लो ऑफ थॉट सो आई विल डेफिनेटली आंसर योर क्वेश्चन दैट जस्ट स्टे ऑनलाइन एंड लक्ष्मण आई विल डेफिनेटली आंसर योर क्वेश्चन दैट वे ओके सो हीना माता जी रास्किंग कैन यू एक्सप्लेन व्हाट यू मेंट व्हेन यू सेड That Shakriyas go to the highest planets. Okay, so what happens is when the Shakriyas, the soldiers, the fighters, when they give up their lives for a higher cause. See, we all have an attachment to this body. Everybody loves their body. Nobody wants to die. But still, the soldiers who fight. On the battlefield, and they die. They are ready to give up this body, which is so dear, for a higher cause, higher cause, higher than themselves. Because they are fighting for a higher cause, more than themselves. That is why they are awarded. So, in fact, uh, when after death we are sent to the Yamaloka, Yamaraja's abode has the north entry, the east entry, the south entry, and the west entry. So all these great soldiers, the great rishis, the sadhus who are very pious, all these uh, elevated souls enter through the north door and the east door and the west door. Only sinful souls, those who have committed lot of uh, heinous acts, who have committed lot of papa, those people are taken from the south door of the Amaraja's palace. So these great soldiers who have given up their life. In the battlefield, for a higher cause, Yamaraja invites them very, very nicely, and then gives and awards them to go to the higher planet and enjoy the heavenly planets. So that is why Shatriyas, those who fight for the right cause, of course, above them, they are awarded a heavenly planet, higher planet. So hope that answered your question. If you have a question with respect to that, you can unmute and say that is the answer. So keep thinking about it, Dina Mataji, and then uh, there is another question by 
of all the good karma and the bad karma that you have with you. So that is how the subtle body takes forward this samskara of this previous life to the next life. So, Vina is asking, Prabhuji, does the soul have its own intellect in all lifetimes? Definitely, the soul has its own intellect, its own mind, and its own body also. The soul has its own body also. But a spiritual body is there for the soul. Right now, it is unmanifest. Right now, the soul has been given a certain body based on its desire, but it has its intellect. Nothing can exist in this material body without its existence in the spiritual body. Let me explain this. It's a very beautiful concept. Please understand. Today, okay, I'll ask Hinaji on it. See, my shirt, my shirt, does it have two hands? My shirt, does it have two hands? Yes. You see the sleeves, actually the sleeves of my shirt, my kurta, are actually having two hands. Why does my sleeve, my shirt has two hands? This sleeves? Because I have two hands. That's why my shirt also has two hands. Right? Just like that, similarly, this whole body, earlier we said that this is a dress. Now this dress, this material body has two hands, two legs, one nose, two eyes, one mouth because, because there is a subtle body. The subtle body has two hands, two legs, two eyes, one nose and one mouth. Because the Shukshma Sharira within you, which is possessed by the soul, has this body form. That is why I also have this breath with two hands, two legs. In a dog's or an elephant's body, the soul, the subtle body of the soul will have a trunk also. That's why the elephant also have a trunk. So the shape of this material body that you have is actually designed according to the subtle body. The tailor has stitched this kurta according to your size. Isn't it? So similarly, the property has designed this beautiful body with two hands and legs based on your desire. So that is how similarly you have your intellect and you also have your mind. The soul has its own mind also. So that is how it is there. Then, uh, let's understand there is another question by Chaitanya. Chaitanya is asking, yes, Prabhu, if it's often said that when sinful souls go to Yamaloka, they will be burned with oil and do all painful things. But since we discussed soul cannot be destroyed, is this really true? What is the real situation there? <laughs> Chaitanya is scared. If I go to Yamaloka, what will happen? First thing we should know that anybody who goes to Yamaloka is not always bad. In fact, everybody who dies, the pious soul and impious soul, have to go to Yamaloka because Yamaraja will decide the good and bad accounts. Not everybody who goes to Yamaloka has to suffer. But people who have committed heinous acts, 
very very bad karma murdering people not giving food and water to people not giving shelter to people telling always lies cheating so using bad words giving trouble to parents all these things who had done those people will suffer killer of the brahmana killer of the animal especially cow and of course cow is not an animal cow is the mother so we cannot actually say cow is a the go hatya hudas and people who have committed illicit sex who take alcohol all such people have to suffer and they will be given an yatana sharira just like this sharira you have they are given the soul of such sinful people is given yatana sharira yatana means what it is a special body to experience only pain pain and only pain that is called yatana sharira the pain is so intense the soul is begging for death but he will not get it hellish planets are i will definitely explain more about this hellish planet sometime in the future what are the different types of punishments are given to the uh, sinful souls but they are given the yatana sharira there just like in heavenly bodies heavenly bodies are the bodies for enjoyment enjoyment and only enjoyment only pleasure is there in heavenly bodies when you eat in heavenly planet you go to swargaloka and if you eat your food there you don't have to go to toilet because your food is evaporated in the body you get the nourishment you don't have to go to toilet you see what a wonderful body and in yamaloka it is swargaloka they have padmaganda bodies the apsaras and all these devatas they have padmaganda bodies it is not like our sweating body you know you have to use the deodorant and nicely make your body fragrant no you don't have to use any fragrance or any deodorant there in swargaloka your body is naturally fragrant ha ah, so wonderful is it so let's imagine if this is possible in heavenly planets if you go to the spiritual world spiritual world ah what an amazing spiritual body you have it is said that spiritual world there is chinta mani prakaratma shukalpa vriksha laksha vrate suturabhira vipalayantam lakshmi sahasra jagatam rabate vimanam Stone. You won't touch anything. You touch your chair, it will become golden. Wow! Oh, so you touch your mobile, it will become into a golden mobile. Oh, what a wonderful thing! So that is called a stone. And in the spiritual world, everything is a stone. Kalpa vriksha. In spiritual world, there are kalpa vriksha. You go and ask a mango tree, I want banana now. It will give you banana. You go and ask the mango tree. No, I want to eat samosa and gulab jamun. It will give you gulab jamun and rasgulla right there. It is wish fulfilling trees, and there are surbi cows, cows which can give you unlimited milk. Here the cows will give you two liters, five liters, but there unlimited milk. They keep milking the cows, surbi cows. 
So that is where the planet of Lakshmi, Sahasra, such a Samdrama Sevyamanam. Hundreds and thousands of Lakshmis are serving that Supreme Lord Krishna in that spiritual world. This is said by Brahma himself in Brahma Samhita. So, this is how we need to understand that there is a spiritual world where we all belong to. How many of you really want to go to that world? Raise your hands. <laughs> see, I see already they are willing to go to that world. You know, you don't have to be so much, you know, suffer in this material world. We are all the children of a very rich father, please understand. Krishna is saying that everything, Bhokta, Ram, Yagnatapatam, Sarva Loka Maheshwaram, we are the children of such a great, wonderful, rich father. Why we have to suffer here, being separated from him? Just go accept him, my father, I want to be with you. And you will enjoy his kingdom like anything. So that is why Krishna is coming again and again to this material world in the form of Rama, in the form of Krishna and giving us Bhagavad Gita to make us understand you are not poor you don't have to suffer, you are very rich just come back home back to Godhead so I think uh, this is how we need to take it very seriously the spiritual life and we should definitely take up uh, spiritual life uh, in a more Tiprena, Bhakti Yogena you have to do this Bhakti Yoga intensely and that can be done by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So please all of you, I request each one of you to please chant every day the spiritual Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes and I'm sure it will help you so much, so much. So this is how we need to understand uh, these things. There are many more things are coming up in the future session and we will understand many many wonderful things. And we'll take more questions and more questions. So I think that's it today. And I have uh, Lakshman's questions, but I will take them offline after this session uh, on uh, Google Meets. So, alright then, so please take care. And we will see you again next Sunday. If you have any questions, you can please message me and I will definitely respond to them. So, thank you so much for joining. And please spread the word, and hopefully, some more people can join in and take the benefit of this session. So I will share, I will share the uh, recording and you can please distribute to others also. Thank you so much for joining. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna. Alright, so I have now certain questions here by Lakshman. And let me take Lakshman, I hope you are still there. If you are there, please uh, type so that I can take your questions, so please feel free to ask me questions. Let me see what you said. Number one, if Vedas are projecting idol worship in Hindu Veda, chapter 6, verse 21, 23, saying Nasta Pratima meaning there is no worship of God, no statue, no culture, then why do we go against the one born Veda? Okay, since you have read the Vedas, I am asking you to. So I just want to ensure if Lakshman uh, is still there, Lakshman is still there, please uh, uh, type in and I will give you one comment. But uh, let me see if Bhandu uh, is also asking such a question. Uh, okay, sir, Nikbar, 
फ्रीज में शिवलिंग दिख रहा है तो वट इज इट मीन मे बी यू आर वर्शिपिंग लॉर्ड शिवा कॉन्स्टेंटली एवरी डे इन द मॉर्निंग एंड दैट रीजन आई थिंक यू आर गेटिंग ऑल्सो द ड्रीम बिकॉज ड्रीम का जनरली यू गेट दैम वेन बेस्ड ऑन द एक्टिविटीज दैट यू डू थ्रू आउट द डे सो वेन यू हैव सच इंटेंस डिजायर एंड एक्टिविटीज थ्रू आउट द डे दैट इज वॉट यू ऑल्सो गेट इन द ड्रीम सो दैट इज वन रीजन वाई यू मे ऑल्सो गेट सिंग इन द ड्रीम and uh, 